Hello and welcome back to Two True Freaks. This is a special episode in which we are going to go over our listener feedback. We have feedback for episode one. I'm your co-freak, Scott Gardner, and with me, as always, is my co-freak, Pulitzer Prize-winning author, Chris Honeywell. Hi. Yes, I was just shining my Pulitzer today. I'll bet you were. I was. I got they. They. You know what? You know what the thing about it is. You get all this money and acclaim for getting the prize, but it's about ten thousand dollars for the bottle of Pulitzer spray, that the special polish to that just polishes your Pulitzer just so. Mm-hmm. It kind of pisses me off, but you gotta buy it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. Getting into this. Um. We're uh, just going to whip through uh, all of the comments that we've gotten on episode one, and we've gotten some really good ones here. So right off the bat, we have one from, uh, and I wish I knew how to pronounce this. It's, I believe it's pronounced Koete. It, it's Chris Johnson. Um, he's the host of the Amazing Spider Cast, and he writes to us. He was our very first feedback, by the way. Thank you for, for that, Chris. And he writes to us, wow. I need an antitoxin. There's so much venom being spat around. A couple of thoughts on the podcast itself. One, lose the background music. It was distracting at times, and the sound quality is so good, especially for a first episode, that you don't need it. Two, I'm kind of confused on what the top, uh, what the focus of the podcast is. Geek stuff? You and your co-host sitting down and discussing a topic of the week? Three, you might want to turn down the anger just a tad. I'm all for a good rant. But too much anger coming through, and you may alienate people. Uh, a couple of thoughts on the topic. Um, this was the episode that was all about downloading and file sharing. Um, one, I'm of the opposite opinion when it comes to trying a comic book to see if you like it enough to buy it. I'm sure there are people who do so, but I've always been of the opinion that if people find something they like for free, why pay money for it when they can get it for free? Two, I thought you had a good case for the other side of the argument about downloading until it uh, was brought up personal opinion influencing downloading, Hush and Jerry Bruckheimer. If it's your personal opinion that Bruckheimer's movies suck enough that you won't pay money to see them, but you'll download them, how is that different from somebody saying $18 for a CD? Bullshit! And downloading every CD, CD he wants because he doesn't think any CD is worth $18. There are certainly people out there who purchase uh, some things while downloading others, but with practically everything out there uh, able to be downloaded, I think there's a greater majority who download everything because it's free. Overall, I think it was a pretty good for a first episode, and I'll be sticking around for episode two. And that's exactly what I want to hear is they'll be sticking around for episode two. And if they uh, make it through episode two. Yes, Episode two is a monster, but we we split it into three um, digestible chunks, and uh, you know, feel free to listen listen to it at your leisure. You know, don't don't feel like you've got to listen to it all in one great big you know massive chunk because it is uh, quite an episode. But uh, we're very proud of it, and we hope you enjoy it. Anyway, um, what do we want to address here in this one? Uh, first off, we we got a number of comments about losing the background music, and I think we'll we'll discuss that a little further on because that's going to come up in in a couple other uh, mm -hmm. uh, feedbacks that we got. Um, Chris says that he's confused on what the focus of the podcast is, and 
I, I guess maybe we could have explained ourselves better. Um, I kind of thought we did that in our introduce ourselves part, but really, um, I think it's really just you know, Chris and I are just going to talk about the things that we enjoy, you know, the 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 geek culture that we're into, um, and yeah, just have we're, a- we're the actual focus, I think, more than than an actual subject because you can't say comic books are the focus or movies are the focus or anything like that. We're just sort of going to go to whatever topic catches our eye at the at that time, I guess. Right, exactly. Um, I can tell you that we are dedicated to being a weekly podcast. Um, we are really striving to, to stay on that. And, you know, with, with that in mind, we did not start, we did not launch the show until we had several episodes in the can so that we could you know, be dedicated to that cause. We are really, you know, serious about wanting to be weekly and, you know, to provide you a good show. And and our other big focus is, you know, we want to be a quality show sound-wise. You know, whether our content is always quality or not, I hope it is. I I won't make that promise. But, you know, we always want to sound good in your ear. Um, As far as uh, the rest of what Chris says, you know, about toning down the anger and ranting too much, again, we'll address that a little further on because that does come up again. That comes up some more, yeah. Um, And uh, I like the points that that Chris made about uh, the downloading subject. You know, I I, I can't argue too much with him about the thing that, you know, people will download things for free simply because it is free. I I think that's a valid point. I think a lot of people, you know, and that goes to what your point about the – the humpers, you know, that's exactly yeah. what those people are. They're getting the shit for free because it's free, but they they want to treat it like it's a smorgasbord, you know. And uh, I don't know. I, that's all I really got to say on that one. I guess. Yeah, I really have no excuse for using. You know, I I'll, I will say this: I have downloaded Jerry Bruckheimer movies and felt even with a free download that I'd gotten ripped off. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I felt that way after. After Dark Knight, so um, moving on. Do you want me to read another one, or you want to read one? No, go ahead and read another one. Then I'll uh, I'll do one. I got a couple little longer ones here. Okay, this is a real short one. This is from uh, Ray. He's known as Dark Ray on the forum. Um, I I uh, PM'd him personally because he's uh, a, a fellow fan, a fellow listener, or to uh, CGS who lives in the Atlanta area. And someone that I met at a con recently, and I just thought he might be interested in our show. So he was nice enough to respond with, uh, Hi, Scott. Thanks for the note. I used the link you provided and did listen to a significant portion of the podcast. Your friend is very engaging. I liked his anecdote about CBGBs. Um, Like CGS, I find uh, the entirety to be a tad longish with the point or points being expressed over and over again. Maybe some tighter editing in the future. It may just be my preference, but I like podcasts that can get it wrapped up in about 30 to 45 minutes. Good luck, Ray. Well, I appreciate that, Ray. Um, good luck Get good luck is right with us getting anything wrapped up in 30 to 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, you know, I, I enjoy the shows that are like that as well. You know, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is uh, Half Hour Wasted. You know, and they generally have their show under an hour. You know, they they have ones that are strict to the thirty minutes, but more than more than likely, they're going to run closer to forty five minutes to an hour. I really like that show. However, every time one of their episodes ends, I, I'm sad that it ends. I you know, I, I wish that they'd run longer just because I enjoy the show so much. Now, 
you know, I won't begin to compare myself to them. You know, I, I hope that we're entertaining. I, I hope that people are like, oh, man, it's over already when our episodes are done. But, I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, we like to talk, you know. And, well, and it, it seems to me that an hour and a half and just under two hours is usually what we seem to be shooting for right? with our shows. Um, but then you get a one like the Steven Spielberg episode that's three and a half pushing four hours long and uh i think it is uh, actually breaks four hours long and uh but that that episode is actually more like one of our um just an average telephone call right when we would make a, a phone call to each other so that show is actually a little more accurate to because when we, f- we were first talking about starting this you know it was like well we talk on the f-, you know it was sort of based upon our epic Phone, phone conversations yeah. on these topics. Well, I want so, people. So to that realize. show is actually a little more accurate to the origin of of this show. Than but a, I, I than don't want that to scare half. people either. I don't want oh, them I, to I think know. that every show is going to be a four hour epic because it certainly is not. I mean, you know, Chris I and I have demands on our time, so you know we won't be able to sit and we 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 wouldn't be able to physically do it even if we wanted to to spend four hours on every show. But no, I mean. I think what we're we're thinking at this point hour and a half to two hours, right? Yeah, and I think that's more realistic. And I mean, the the Spielberg went one went long because you have to remember we covered what like thirty movies or something like All that. So, yeah, I mean we we went through the complete filmography, so that that's kind of an exception to the rule. You know, we won't normally run that that long. I I think episode one is probably a little truer representation of what our, yeah. our normal running time is going to be. Yeah, the standard format of the show for what that's worth. And, uh, yeah, I think that, that pretty much that addresses everything. Yeah. Um, here, I'll, I'll read one. And this is sort of a combination of two. It's uh, the first um, feedback I got from my friend. This is from somebody from MySpace, my friend Mari from MySpace. She's out in California. Wow, and so this is two. This is her first email, and then I, you know, wrote her back and thanked her for the first email, and then she sort of expounded on it. So I sort of put it together. All right, here, here we go. Pos- podcasting really suits you very well, I think. Being both knowledgeable and opinionated makes for good radio. However, I think your friend's nerdiness briefly o- overshadowed yours with the first rant about downloaded comic books, but you made a comeback with the Garfield two speech for certain. <laughs> Actually, your friend seems to be more like the traditional stereotypical nerd, whereas you seem more like the punk rock anarchist type of nerd. So you guys complement each other really well. What other kind of topics do you plan to take on besides the great Spielberg debate, that is? And speaking of nerd culture, did you see The King of Kong? Yes, I did, and it was a great movie. Okay, here's... Where is the uh, second part? Okay, here's the second part of... Uh, Episode 1 reminded me of my experience as a teenager when I worked a few years at Tower Records. The store I worked at was one of the first to open, so there was a lot of old-timers there. They told stories about the old days and how the industry reps would come in and try to get the buyers in the store to sell the records. You know what they would bring them as persuasion? Cocaine! <laughs> I, I just have to mention this exclamation mark. All the reps in store management actually were hardcore cokeheads. Somehow by the 90s they all burned out and turned into soulless crooks. Anyway, you may have been joking, but I think you nailed it with that comment. And I guess I said something about um, how you know the record executives needed more money for cocaine and 
You had quite the rant about it, as I recall. Did I? It seems to have slipped from my head now. Probably I, I told them, yeah, I told them they should spend some more time with their children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But, um, yeah, there's not really anything, I guess, to address in hers rather than well, just there, say thanks. I, I, was, I was originally <laughs> going me. to take umbrage with the word nerd, but then I was listening to one of our other episodes, and I personally used the word nerd to describe us about four or five times, so I guess I can't really take any any issue with that at all. Uh-huh. But. I don't want to think I am a stereotypical nerd, but I, I, I guess that's for posterity to decide. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, moving on, we have one from my good friend on the forum, Frank Castle. And Frank writes to us, Okay, so your topic was an interesting first episode, like you mentioned. I loved your comments about Kirkman and The Walking Dead. I found the series the same way and haven't missed an issue since. If he gets mad because he floated me a few issues, then I want my money back for all the issues and hardcovers. Overall, I think the episode was good. You hit a lot of tangents, but did manage to bring it back to what your topic was. One thing I would have done differently myself uh, would to maybe have done the intro to Why You Guys Are Geeks as a zero episode. Then the downloading um, could have been its own topic without a 30 to 45 minute intro, but that's in hindsight. I'm still processing my thoughts, and I'll write more when I remember. Um, thank you very much, Frank. Um, yeah, I, I, I was delighted to, to hear from someone who actually would admit what I what I asserted in that first episode, which was a lot of people got into The Walking... I actually said in that episode that The Walking Dead, the success of that book was made by file sharing and I still stick with that and I, it was really nice to hear from someone who, who said the same thing that they discovered the series through file sharing I, I well, know that that's the case because well, you now that not- I think about it because the, the thing about it is the comic distribution network is not the you know not the it's not this unless you're Marvel or DC or something it's not this huge mass media thing it's a pretty grassroots thing made of small companies and for something like that book to all of a sudden become this, you know, mass popular thing, mm-hmm. something like the internet's the perfect thing for that because, and some somebody could have downloaded The Walking Dead who doesn't even read comic books, right? Because some because there's always somebody saying you should download this, you should try this. There's always somebody recommending something in the in in those worlds. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And uh, very well, uh, he, he could be owing a lot of success to people downloading something for free. Yeah, I, I liked what he said about you know if if Kirkman gets mad at him, then uh, you, he wants his money back for all this all the issues he has bought since. I I, I like that's a good point. And uh, man, I I, I wish we uh, we thought out of this idea of the zero episode because you know being being tangentially a comics related podcast you know that that's a that's a great comic that's a great idea, idea yeah there have been so many zero issues for comics that that's a damn good idea wish we'd thought of it maybe someday we'll we'll do a george lucas revisionist overhaul on our <laughs> on our site and well we'll just have a zero hour event where we'll you know we'll throw our zero issue into the middle of our of our episodes yeah. like you know like we'll DC. take all we'll take all our old episodes and we'll we'll remix them in you know, Dolby stereo <laughs> surround sound. Throw in some Wilhelm screams and 
off we go. I've got another real short one. This is from okay. a guy who who looks like he's going to be a regular on our on our forum, which I really like. Um, this is Mobile Home. He's uh, one of the more popular uh, members of the CGS community, and now he's uh, migrated over to our boards as well. So uh, welcome. He writes, uh, "Hey guys, listen to episode one and enjoyed it. What's to criticize? You two guys, uh, your two guys discussing a subject that interests you and us. Conversation flows smoothly." You guys uh, spoke clearly, and the topics were entertaining and discussion-worthy. Have fun with the show. I'll be listening. And he actually signed his name, Tony. And then in a follow-up post, um, he says, Love the Kirk sound bikes. They're what hooked me. So uh, that's great. That's something that we, we were hoping to hear. Because we did have criticism of the Kirk We sound have bikes. one pro-Kirk and one anti-Kirk so far. <laughs> and it doesn't matter to me. I, I won't budge on the Kirk. I, I need... I need a little bit of it every once in a while. Yeah, we so are. It's going to be there. Yeah, Chris and I are agreed that uh, uh, Kirk stays, and Kirk is actually, you know, a, 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 an essential part of our show because that is, you know, if we have a theme, our theme was, you know, Star Star Wars, Star Trek, and comics, you know, among amongst a lot of other things. But you know, those were really the the main three that. When I thought of the idea of, of the show, those were the three things I really wanted to talk about. And, and Star Trek is coming. We are definitely going to have, you know, some all Star Trek related episodes. So, you know, stick with us for that. But, uh, yeah, Captain Kirk is, uh, you know, along with being, I, I think, a, a boyhood hero for the both of us, something of a role model. I mean, Captain Kirk's just damn funny, too. Yeah. You know? So... It entertains the hell out of me. Oh yes, yes. Shatner, yes. Shatner is an entertainer above all. <laughs> I love him. All right, you got any? Uh, you got another one, right? Yeah, I got one. Here's one from uh, this guy went to high school with us. Uh, our friend Mike Cross. Hey, Mike. And uh, I, you know, I set him off a, a link to the to the show because I knew he grew up with us and we talked about our hometown, so he'd probably be interested so uh which is really funny because that's the stuff he didn't really find as interesting as you'll see <laughs> okay he's got it in a five point he addresses it in five points one not a bad start at all the carthage stuff was only mildly interesting and you guys of all people capital letters neglected to mention that carthage was john carpenter's birthplace and don't forget the rod serling connection he died in rochester and Mike's right, yeah, uh, John Carpenter was born in Carthage, and I guess he grew up in Carthage through probably his teenage years. And there's the whole urban legend around Carthage that uh, he uh, actually saw a woman who had been in a, some sort of fight with her husband or a boyfriend or something and had been stabbed and was dying and um, was crawling up the street and died on the front steps of the West Carthage Library which was right down the street from where he lived. And that was part of the inspiration for uh, Halloween. Whether yeah, that's true or not, I don't know. Yeah, I was really fascinated to hear this when you were telling me about it off the air because uh, I, I actually didn't mention it because I, I never knew that. I never knew that John Carpenter was uh, was born in, in Carthage. I thought that was really cool. And I'd well, forgotten the thing about, uh, about uh, Rod Serling. Recently, in the last couple of years, there was... Uh, I think it was a Showtime series called The Masters of Horror, and they would they would have an episode of each show would be directed by 
a famous horror director and there was one by and they were usually where they were they were given a chance to do whatever they wanted you know go as edgy as they wanted and there was a John Carpenter one about a, basically about a cursed movie a snuff movie or something and uh at one point he's going to uh visit a a film historian collector guy and the guy and uh, as he pulls into the guy's driveway you know the little subtitles say uh the home of Professor Henry Steele or whatever, you know, Carthage, <laughs> New York. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the house going, well, that's that's a house in California. It's a house, obviously, in California where John Carpenter lives now, but um, it was just cool that he name-checked Carthage, New York. That is cool. And uh, I don't blame yeah. him for not wanting to travel all the way there, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> And yes, Rod Serling did die in Rochester, and Rod Serling also had a sailboat that was docked right next to my grandparents' sailboat, so they would hang out with Rod Serling and his wife and go sailing. That's cool. And they didn't really, I my grandparents didn't really watch TV, so they didn't really know who he was or that he was, you know, anybody famous, which is really strange. Okay, and point number two. I'm surprised you're both using your real names, which <laughs> sounds like it could be an insult, but it's um that's a reference to me, and I always use a pseudonym in a lot of my art projects, and I very rarely use my real name, so that's why he was genuinely surprised. Three, I loved the continual background music. You mixed it at just the right volume. Well, that's it. That's the one exact opposite of what most people say. Yeah. So there's one four. Number four. When you guys get going, you're really going. When you start fresh from breaks, you're both a little choppy and hesitant. Try not to talk over each other as much. Five. I listened to two really great fiction podcasts, one for horror, pseudopod, and one for sci-fi, escape pod. They also have a fantasy podcast, Podcastle, but I don't listen to that one. Once in a while, Pseudopod has a really crackling, good goosebump-raising or gorge-raising story. And he's got Pseudopod.org and EscapePod.org. Thanks for sharing with me. I've actually been looking for a new podcast to listen to. Because I just unsubscribed to all my other ones. <laughs> so, there you go. A friend, so it's kind of a, kind of a puff piece. Yep. We well, definitely this, tried not to talk over each other as much. This one is... But we uh, end up doing it all the time. Yes, we do. <laughs> this def next one is definitely not a puff piece. This one is... Uh, well, he says it's brutally honest feedback. Um, it, it is definitely the, the most honest feedback, I think, as far as someone that we, we didn't know. It was totally unsolicited. You know, It was just out of the blue. And I think this is kind of what we needed. Uh, as far as, you know, really getting, you know, unsolicited feedback from someone that, that wasn't going to just butter us up because they were friends or, or yeah. someone we knew or whatever. Um, this person asked to uh, that their name not be, uh, not be given. They wanted to remain anonymous, and I'm going to respect that. Um, I will tell you that they are a major player in the podcasting arena, and I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It's It's... 
someone if I told you who it was or what the show was, you, you would definitely know who I was talking about or what show I was talking about. You know, they they've been around very respected in, in their podcasting niche. Anyway, um this is a two parter. Um the first part goes, uh here's some brutally honest feedback. If serious about doing a podcast beyond the usual trash out there, I have a few bits of advice. Stop talking about what you are going to do on the show. My number one gripe about new shows is this constant need to tell people what you have planned for upcoming shows. Do it. Don't say you're going to do it. A quick tease of next time we're going to discuss this, so come back then is okay, but focus on what you're talking about. Intro. The audio clips are okay, but way too long. I'm listening to hear your thoughts, uh, what your thoughts and opinions are. I'm not here to listen to Star Trek clips. The background mu music isn't working. It's distracting and doesn't fit the feel of anything being talked about. Have a plan. Have something worthwhile to say. Be entertaining. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll go on to the next one here in a minute. But I, is there any that of that you want to address, Chris? Um, no, I think he's pretty, the, this is, this is my favorite kind of feedback. I Me love too. this kind of stuff because it's obviously from someone who's been there and done that. So, you know, they're speaking from experience and speaking bluntly, which is, I got, I got pretty thick skin, so I, I don't mind any kind <laughs> of criticism at all. And I, I, I agree with, especially for episode one, I agree with his point about the music and I and I know we've we've put music on the the further episodes after that, but I think a lot of times the music more directly it, as we're going on the music will more directly relate to what we're talking about, right? Or or reflect the tone of what we're talking about. You know, it'll have and instead of being background, it'll be background music, but it'll be background music that's that's more relevant. That pertains, yes. yes. We, we've discussed this quite a bit, especially after all the feedback we got about the music. And we, you know, see, music was really my main, my my big push, I think. And I mean, I know that you said you wanted it too, but... I like it to too. Me, you know, I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And to me, music is what's missing from most of them. And, you know, this is just my opinion, but, you know, I, I love the shows where, you know, they can talk two, three hours and, and keep my interest. But, you know, I, I really like when, you know, they throw some music at me too. And there's a lot of podcasts where the show starts, they might have a main theme of their own, and then they just go into the show and they blab, 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 blab for, you know, two hours. And then the show's over and maybe they'll have a little bit of outro music. And, as entertaining as the show may be, I always feel like, you know, man, you know, some music in there would have been really good, especially if they're talking about, oh, I don't know, Superman the movie or something, you know? Throw some Superman music under you. It just makes it that much more interesting, at least to me. So that's something I wanted to do with our show, but I kind of had the, the same feeling like it was hit and miss with that first episode because some music pertained and then a lot of music didn't. So I think, you know, when you listen to episode two, I'm hoping that works a lot better because, you know, as we talk about Jaws, we play Jaws music. You know, as we talk about, you know, Hook, we play Hook music. And, and that's the kind of thing we're going to do in the future. And if we're on a subject where there's not any music that pertains, then more than likely there just won't be music with that one. Because I don't want to play something distracting or something that, that doesn't pertain that, that just, you know, takes away from... from you know, being able to, to focus on what the topic is. 
Um, now I'm, I've got to admit I'm I'm not quite like Chris in the fact of I I'm trying to develop thick skin, but I I'm actually kind of thin skinned about criticism. I'm I'm gonna have to get better about that. So. My natural response to this one was I, I felt a little bit stung, so I wrote him back and just asked, you know, but did you like it? Because I felt like he had some very valid points and he addressed everything in a very, you know, good, logical manner, but he never said, you know, I liked it or I didn't like it. So this was the response I got back. Um, First of all, I wouldn't have given you harsh feedback if I didn't think there was some value to what you're doing. I would have just turned it off and paid no attention to it. Here's my advice for what you could do in the future. Keep focused and keep the conversation moving in a productive direction. When you feel like you're repeating the same points, it's time to move on. Talk about what you like. Very few people want to listen to a bitch fest. It doesn't accomplish anything and you can find uh, enough of that bullshit on the internet as it is. I've been guilty of this in the past and I'm trying to stay positive from now on. It really does make your life better when you stay positive. Talk about what you know. Once again, uh, this is something I've been guilty of in the past. When we started uh, our show, uh, we had little to no idea of what we were talking about. It's much better to focus on what you like or don't like. Uh, people will tune in to listen to your opinions. Not uh, people will tune in to listen to your opinions, not to listen to what you think or believe is going on behind the scenes of stuff. You don't know, and it's insulting to the people that work in the industries that you're talking about it and acting like you do. I want to know why you like parts of episode. Uh, I'm sorry. I want to know why you liked parts of episode one and why you didn't like other parts, not why you think Lucas did or didn't do things. Shorten the episode length. Get in and get out in an hour if you can. I think we addressed this already. Drop the background music unless it fits what you're talking about. Even then, you shouldn't let it run the entire length of the conversation. This is all just advice from someone who's done it for a few years and has made all the mistakes along the way. Take it for what it is. In the end, it's your show, and you need to do, uh, and you need to do what you have fun with and truly make it yours. Have fun and don't take the topics too seriously. This is all entertainment and should be entertaining. And then he said, as a P.S., uh, oh, the P.S. was just giving me permission to read this on the show. Please don't give his name. Um, and uh, go ahead, Chris, if you've got anything to say on that, because my, my main points with that will actually be addressed at the end of the next one. He still didn't say whether he liked it or not. <laughs> well, no, I, I think he did, because he said, uh, you know, right he, off, thought he, he found merit in it. Yeah, he <laughs> said, least. you know, he said he wouldn't have given um, harsh feedback if he didn't think there was some value in what we were doing. He would have just turned it off and paid no attention. And that's a good sure. point. I mean, he, he took time, totally unsolicited, to write us, which which tells me you know, oh, he, yeah. he liked it and he, he, he cared enough to say... To spend some time how, on it. Here's how it could be better, you know? And, and that, yeah. to me, you know, I should have realized well, that's that. that's what means the most right when there. people take time out of their day to, to, to write something down, that... Any feedback you get is is better even than people listening to it, you know, right? Because that person not only listened or, you know, took in whatever you were doing, but they took the time to respond to it, you know. So that that's always a good sign because not not nothing says you suck more than 
total silence. <laughs> right. Right. Um, did you have any others? Uh, I've got a really long one. Oh, okay. It's kind of a three-parter from uh, Daytona 24. Yeah, go ahead. That's the guy who he, he's uh, host of the Too Old to Grow Up podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of in three parts, and I think you, you sort of hacked it together in, in um, chronological order. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, the, so, I, if I remember right, the first thing is a post. The second one was a was a feed. It was actual it was like email. Email, yeah. And then the last one was a, another, was another post. Another post, I and and one was before he he listened to it. One was responding to the what he thought about the show, and then the third one is sort of his take on our topic of the show. So it's a sort of all encompassing uh, set of set of feedback. So here's here's the uh, the post before he watched the show. Hey guys, I'm giving the show a listen. It seems like forever to, ago that I started a podcast with uh, Logan McLeod. We're 22 episodes in now. Wow, how time flies. Anyway, good luck getting the show off the ground. Your sound quality is much better than where we started out, and you earn points for using the Christmas vacation and bubblegum lines in your show <laughs> opening. That is my... Looking- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That is my oh, favorite movie quote of all time, by the way. The, the uh, bubblegum line? Yeah, I am here to kick that's ass. A great one. Yeah, I love that. that. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the topic. And you have Frank Castle in your forums at episode one. Jesus <laughs> took us well into our teens. Good luck. <laughs> okay, and here's the email he sent to us. Hey, guys, great first episode. That was a good topic. Just some quick feedback. Your audio quality is really good. I'm jealous. We struggled with our audio quality early on. Two things I might think about. The music bed under the conversation. It got a little distracting after a while, especially for a two-hour show. Language. This may just be me, but I like to often listen to podcasts in my car or at work, and I can't really do that with kids and employees when a podcast uses strong language. Two questions. I use the Zune Marketplace to grab my podcast. There was no artwork for the podcast. Does it have one? Are you guys on iTunes yet? If not, get on there fast. There was a huge bump for us in the beginning. If you need help on either of the two things above, we could help you out. I remember not too long ago being a rookie podcast. We got started out the same way you guys did. Now we're 22 episodes in. Anyway, great to have another podcast on the CGS boards. Are you guys going to Super Show? Thanks. Art, Daytona 24. And no, we're not going to Super Show, but that would be a lot of fun. I wish so bad. But unfortunately, I'm just an average working class slob. I I just, I cannot afford it. I'm sorry to say. I really wish I could. I'm not even sure at this point if I'm going to be able to go to Dragon Con and shit. That's a, you know, that's 40 minutes from me. But, uh,. Yeah, if you don't mind, I got two things I wanted to address on that. Sure. um, the thing about language, um, what do you think? I know that you and I have talked about that. What, what's, what's your take on that? Well, I'm, I, what's funny is I seem, I, I, I'm, I'm the one who has no kids and have, has ventured into the obscene, it seems more, but I swear less than you on the air. <laughs> I noticed this, but I, I certainly have no problem with swearing and cussing. I kind of like it, as a matter of fact. But I understand also. I understand that you have kids that are at the at the age where they, you know, 
it it would be nice if they could listen to it every once in a while. But yeah. the the, Dis- the Disney show we recorded that just had one swear word in it, and I can go and uh, that one will be bleeped because that, that out, bleep that out, and it'll be a kid friendly show. I think we should so- do a kid friendly if we have a if we have a kitty topic. Or not even a kiddie topic, but a topic that would be more like something that kids would want to listen to. Maybe we can try not to uh, drop the f bomb as quite so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I mean, I'm, you know, my original take on this was, you know what? It's my show, or our show. You know, we're we're gonna talk like we normally talk. We're gonna, we're not gonna censor ourselves, basically. I'm going to step back from that just a bit in in the aspect of, you know, I don't want to alienate anybody either. You know, I don't want anybody to go, ah, I can't I can't listen to these guys cuz I can't listen to them, you know, around my kids or at work or whatever. So, you know, I won't make any promises that I won't swear cuz swearing's kind of what I do, but at the same rate, I mean, I I'm going to try to watch myself too cuz it would be nice to be able to listen to my own show in my own car around my own children and at the moment I can't do that. So, so yeah, I I will be watching that. I get bothered by swearing when people do it just to be just to, for shock value, and I, I've heard a few podcasts, and I don't. I, and I, I wouldn't even. It was just when I was in the when you first told me about the idea of doing a podcast, I went and listened to a bunch that you know you'd sent me links, and I went and just found random ones at random. Pla- I'll just listen to this podcast, and I noticed there were some people you know, maybe want to be Howard Stearns or whatever. They thought, you know, they were doing it to be shocking. Right. And you could tell they were consciously thinking about like, well, I have to swear more, you know, that's what, that makes yeah. it funny or whatever. That, that annoys me. To me, but it's just, it just a bad habit. Out and, yeah. It's just, a, 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 you know, an artifact of our speech. <laughs> and it comes if, mostly, I think from the fact that my father and his father before him were both mechanics. So, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of just trickled down, I think. But uh, well, what I was just going to say is, there's creative swearing, and mechanics are certainly creative. Yes, creative cussers. You know, they come up with, they spit out some stuff that you know only someone with Tourette's syndrome could probably spew out. And I have it's heard great. a car. It's art. I have heard a car engine literally called just about every name in the book. So yeah, yeah, that's where that comes from. Uh, oh, uh, a metal and wire, and they can <laughs> turn it into art. Um, he also mentioned about um the artwork. Yes, um, unfortunately, episode one did go up originally with um uncorrected uh you know, uh, track details or anything like that, you know, the, the listing details and no artwork, um, that has since been corrected for, um, all the episodes that are up right now. So, I mean, if you re-download or, or download new episodes in the future, I am really going to be dedicated to having, you know, the, the, the listings list correctly so that if you're trying to play that, you know, several episodes in order, um, in your MP3 player, iPod, whatever, you know, you should be getting correct episode listings, you know, the name of the show, the artist, the episode number, that sort of thing. But also, you know, I'm trying to throw a little artwork into everyone just so that you're not looking at, you know, on my MP3 player, if there's no artwork, then all you get is this boring, you know, little note. It just looks like a musical note and it's really dull to look at because every podcast has this same note. So, you know, I'm, I'm dedicated to, even if it's something cheesy, I want to throw something in there just so that you're not having to look at nothing. So yeah, I, I'm working on that. We but bo- we both probably have mild forms of 
ADD too. So yes, and and, and OCD and OPP and any <laughs> other acronym you could probably think of or whatever. But uh, you got more to yeah. that one, right? To, that, to which one? So the um, Daytona 24? Nope, that was his whole... Uh, oh, that was the whole thing. Oh, okay. That was the whole thing. Okay. All right. Oh, I have... no, no, no. There was a whole... Actually, no, you're right. <laughs> I, there's, thought, there's, I thought there was more. There's the bulk of it here is um, is his take on the, the downloading. So, uh, yeah, I'll do that right now. Okay, covering the BitTorrent downloading scene is difficult. While I don't dismiss the activities or look down on those that partake in it, there is simply no rationale for downloading anything. Trust me, I've tried to rationalize it to people and you just can't. If you could, there would be legal sites from studios, etc. However, the problem is that people utilize these sites and whatnot because today we live in a digital world, yet we are restricted in digital means. For years we bought cassette tapes and CDs and occasionally copied them from friends and family. Nowadays, it's no different, really. We just get them from friends we don't know. Why do people download music, movies, etc.? It's simple. The honest person is continuously left out in the cold when they spend lots of money on digital downloads. Perfect example. During the years of LimeWire, I found that purchasing music through MSN Music was easier, and $1 a track wasn't bad. Today, none of those tracks work in my nice new Zune since Microsoft decided to not continue to support the format that they founded. That's a good point. It's an excellent point. DRM will continue to be the biggest detriment in this day and age. Why can't every DVD or Blu-ray have a file to copy to your hard drive for network purposes? And not this digital copy crap. Watch it on your computer. or Not that not this digital crap that they have now that doesn't work unless you watch it on your computer. No one sits in front of the computer to watch a movie. Also, add to that a second file for putting on your portable device, any portable device. If you have a Zune, an iPod, or and a PCP, use them all. A PSP. PSP. <laughs> use them all. What did I say? A PCP? PCP. <laughs> use a PCP, man. You can do it with CDs. Why not just build in a DVD copy program, albeit one that also shrinks the file to a manageable size? Or quite simply, put a DVD file on a server somewhere and let me buy it for $5 if I don't want the actual media, but let me use it anywhere without limitation. Ever notice that digital downloads cost more than the actual DVD? Some go for, Same goes for TV shows. At $2 an episode, a standard 24-episode season costs you $48. The DVD will cost you roughly $20 to $30 on sale. I never thought I'd want a media without a physical media, but these days with home networks and 360s and PS3s and iPods and Zunes, the days of physical media for anything but a way to get the movie CD from the store to your network are limited. Studios will either figure out a way to make it work or continue to fight illegal downloads. In closing, however, the only way to fight this is to not buy physical media, which collectively people will never do, not by downloading. All downloading really does is increase cost of physical media as the studios use that as a way to fund the legal cost to put Grandma Jones behind bars for life because her granddaughter downloaded the new Britney Spears album on her computer. It's a vicious cycle driven by corporate bigwigs that are driven by stock prices. And uh, big, the bigwigs who don't even know what a DVD is. And the consumer who can't afford to pay for gas to get to Best Buy to buy the DVD in the first place. And that's a good point. He was basically saying, basically, um, 
I think we made the same point that basically they're not providing the service that people want. I, I loved I loved this uh, this email or this post rather because he 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 largely reiterated what we said, but I think he he made a much more logical sounding argument, you know. But yeah, he he yeah, I mean, basically it was a, a, a an agreement on the things that we had talked about, um, just covering a lot more of the of the key points in depth. I I, I couldn't find anything to argue with. Nope, I, I completely, completely agree with him. Yep. And uh, I think I think he's right. the 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 days of the physical medium are are over. They're just gonna be they're gonna become collectors' items now, rather than something you see in everybody's home. You're gonna see people who have the archivist bug are gonna be the ones who buy the DVD in the box. Yep. With the with the director's commentary. I think you're right. I think it's moving that way, especially as these these uh, you know portable hard drives and such get more popular and get bigger and bigger. You know, sure. I, I just bought a, a 500 gigabyte hard drive for you know 100 bucks. I mean, you know, when when they're that cheap, you know, why I can archive I- all my favorite movies, but when am I ever going to have time to watch them? <laughs> Yet still, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, I. I download a lot of stuff, but I still got a big rack of DVDs, and I'm going to keep adding to it, you know, whenever I see one that, you know, I, I love those Criterion DVDs, oh, and yeah. they really, really um, get a nice print of the movie, and they really do a a good job of, you know, somebody who knew and care, cared about that movie presented it, you know, mm-hmm. with the, they, they, they put a lot of thought into it, and, and you actually get... It's almost like uh, you could use Criterion DVDs to actually put yourself through film school, basically. If you wanted to learn anything about the, the beyond the the physical, like how to use a camera, if you wanted to learn about the philosophy of film and how films are made, you could use those Criterion to learn everything you know. They they interview the directors. They go in depth on everything. It's I just you know it'll never. Just just downloading the movie will never replace something like that. But it's true. Well, my next one is one I was very excited to get. Um, this one is from Tom Caters. Tom is the host of uh, a show that I am a major fan of. It's called Tom vs. the JLA. It is the laugh out loud funniest show, the funniest podcast out there, in my opinion. It, it's hilarious. Whether you are a fan of the JLA, whether you're even a fan of comic books, whether you've read the actual issues, doesn't matter. Tom basically um, does a recap of the issues of Justice League of America in order from. He starts it around, I think it's like issue 167 or something, and I believe he's going to go right through the end of the series. And he, you know, he basically just runs down what happens in the issue, but just the way he does it, the the humor he injects, the absurdities he points out, you know, the the just total leaps of of logic and illogic, and it's hard to describe. You just got to listen to it. Um, he's it's a great little show. Each episode is 
you know, real short. They're like nine to 12 minutes, something like that. You know, he gets in and he gets out, but it's just, it's laugh out loud funny. It's a very good show. I highly, highly recommend it if you haven't listened to it. Um, Anyway, Tom writes, listen to the show. Pros, you've got the gift of gab. Two, um, coherent in your thoughts. I wouldn't have thought so, but thank you for saying that. Cons, uh, you really need uh, needed someone who didn't agree with the both of you. I kind of felt like I was getting lectured at. There were a ton of assumptions made about the topic that I don't uh, that I don't were really. I think he meant to say I don't think were really discussed all that well. That is the common problem when you do a show and everyone agrees. It has a- happened to us often. Um, two, a little lighter of a sh- uh, a little tighter rather of a show. The length was just a bit on the long side. Good work though, Thomas. Uh, thank you, Tom. Um, really, that that means a lot coming from you. You know, from someone whose whose show I uh, I you know really enjoy and and respect so much. So thank you very much for the for the kind words and and for the the constructive criticism. Um, as far as, uh, you know, feeling lectured at and the fact that, you know, that Chris and I, you know, that we needed someone who disagreed, that might hold true for that first episode because we, we did both see very strongly, you know, pretty much the same viewpoint on that subject. But, I mean, if you continue to listen, listen to us in the next episode. I mean, there, you know, not only Schindler's List, but there there are other, you know things i think that we slightly disagreed about in that episode but i mean we're not always going to agree yes we are best friends yes we've been friends you know most of our lives but but, you know we we don't you know we're not uh we're not twins either i think we consciously agreed that we we weren't going to sort of represent the opposite viewpoint because we felt that viewpoint was getting a lot of play right rather than our our viewpoint even the the viewpoint that we shared so yeah we were sort of lecturing we were we were sort of trying to put up something that we thought was underrepresented right so so we did sort of gang up there but you're right because i went into that one feeling like like it was time to defend the yeah. other side that that wasn't being you know heard or wasn't you know what was cowering for in fear of of retribution or something of getting piled upon yeah right so yeah i guess i guess he's right in that aspect that it it was a bit of a of a, of a lecturous rant because you know we we were we were pretty sick and tired of it by that point yeah. you know i was sick and tired of of basically the uh you know the 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 condescending attitude i think but uh anyway that's all that's all in episode one um the last thing I've got here is this is actually not feedback so much as something that I, I just wanted to address. It answers some questions that uh, that Chris Johnson brought up in the in the first email that I read or the uh, the first feedback that I read. Um, this was uh, posted on uh, the forum when I first announced that the the, the show had gone live. This was from Atomic Ninety Nine on the uh, Comic Geek Speak forums. Um, he just writes, "Sell me on your podcast." I know you've got a, your controversial Dark Knight review that'll uh, that's forthcoming, but what in general will you be covering in the podcast? As a fan of New Fun Number Six, any Golden Age talk? I need a good replacement for Bill Jordan's podcast since he has cut back. 
sell me. You, uh, you see all the competition with other podcasts and forums. What makes yours different and unique? What can people expect? And uh, this was the, the response that I posted for, for that. And I think this is addresses um, you know, not only his concerns, but also uh, uh, what Chris Johnson had brought up about you know, what, what are we all about? What can you expect from episodes? Um, I posted, The show is hosted by my best friend Chris Honeywell of Rochester, New York, and myself, Scott Gardner of Carrollton, Georgia. We are virtually lifelong best pals, having met in the fourth grade in 1977, brought together mostly by our mutual love of uh, Star Wars. On the show, we will be talking uh, about all our favorite geek topics, Star Wars, Star Trek, comic books, movies, music, etc., etc. We will be giving our opinions, having discussions, doing reviews, and making wild speculations about coming soon items of interest to our brother and sister freaks and geeks. As far as what makes us unique, that's a harder question only in the aspect that I personally am not looking to fill a niche per se. I fully, fully realize that there are like 20 billion other podcasts out there that cover and have covered everything under the sun. Where I do feel that we are going to be unique and hopefully stand out in the crowd though is in the fact that we are both hardcore freaks. Uh, we have lived, breathed, and eaten this shit all of our lives and can maintain serious geek conversation with the best of them. We're also dedicated to quality sound on our show. A lot of other podcasts, frankly, sound like shit, and we're determined to, at the very least, sound good in your head. Plus the fact that we are both 40-somethings. No offense to any other podcasts out there, but it drives me a little crazy when other shows do a what's your favorite movie, what's your favorite comic, what's your favorite whatever episode... And they don't list anything older than 1990. We're old fart fanboys, and besides Jamie D of Comic Geek Speak, I don't think there are enough of us being heard. Lastly, and this is perhaps most controversial, I don't ever intend to sugarcoat or change myself or my personality to fit someone else's expectations. We've had some really good and some really bad feedback to episode one so far, and one of the things that has come up is that I need to be more positive and not go off so much. Well, again, being frank, that's just not me. I'm a classic ranter, and being brutally honest, a lot of things happening in the geek world today piss me right off. I intend to talk about them. Sometimes, probably more often than not, um, this will result in me just totally fucking going off on them because that's my personality. But don't get me wrong, we're not going to be just a bitch cast. Um, but that is one of the functions that the show will serve for me is to get things off my chest. Besides, Chris, my co-host, is typically not a ranter and will serve as my wrangler on the show in a lot of ways. He is my stabilizing influence most of the time, and he's uh, Spock to my Kirk, <laughs> which I think you took exception to that, didn't you, Chris? Fascinating. <laughs> um. And then I just offered a tease of, of future episodes. And as I'm not sure in what order this episode right now is going to air, I'm not going to bore people with the yeah. comments because they may have come already by the time they're hearing this. So, so that was pretty much it. I, I hope that addresses you know everyone's questions and, and concerns and things about the show. And and I didn't mean to sound overly critical of other shows or or. You know, sound like I was getting on my high horse about, well, I'm not going to tone it down and I'm not going to change because, you know, like I said, I, I'd like for my own kids to be able to listen. So I am going to try to monitor myself a little more closely from now on. But that's not to say that, you know, 
when I feel passionately about something or when I'm really, really raging pissed about something that I, I'm not going to, you know, let that subject have it with both barrels because yep. that is a function of this show. Yep. And we'll spoil things, too. <laughs> Cussing and spoiling. <laughs> I have no problem with either. Awesome. Well, what else you I got to say, Freak? Uh, that's about that's better. I'm just really pleased that we got so much feedback and uh, constructive criticism out on our first episode. Absolutely, I think that's great. Absolutely, thank thank you so much to everyone who took the time to uh, to talk to us. You know, write to us, post whatever. Um, you know, we do have a forum now. Please use it. You know, please go on. Let us know how we're doing. You know, ways we can improve the show. Things you want to hear us talk about, rant about, get our opinion about, whatever. Um, you know, write to us. Um, we can be contacted at two true freaks at gmail.com. That's T W O true freaks at gmail.com. Um, we have our forum, which is at the car, the comic forums.com. Um, just scroll down, look for us. Um, everything's alphabetical on there. Thank you so much to comic geek speak for providing us that, uh, that forum space. That's very kind of you guys. Um, and we also have a, a MySpace, right, Chris? Yep, it's at uh, myspace.com slash two true freaks, T-W-O true freaks. Awesome, awesome. All right, I think that about wraps us up for this time. Yes. Oh, one last thing. I, I almost forgot. Um, I am really dedicated to answering your feedback, your, your emails, your, you know, when, when you address us personally, you know, especially if it's with questions, criticisms, you know, anything constructive, I, I, you know, as the show gets bigger, I'm, I'm sure we'll start to get a lot more. So, you know, the generic, you know, Hey, we really love you or God, you guys suck. Those are kind of more than likely fall by the wayside. But I mean, if you've got, you know, something constructive for us or you want to ask us questions or, you know, you, you, you have something to offer, you know, please write to us, and and I am you know dedicated to, to reading that stuff out, giving you guys the shout outs because uh, you know I'm just like you guys. I, I'm fans of all the other shows that I listen to, and I know what it's like to uh, you know to write somebody or drop them a an, you know audio comment or whatever, and then you know you wait months and never hear it. So you know I, I'm dedicated to answering anything we hear from our listeners. I'm a big fan of very well written imaginative hate mail <laughs> so if, if you're going to write us hate mail make it good please put some thought into it and if you're going to if you're going to call us names really work on it and make it entertaining and and I'll definitely uh I'll definitely be more likely to to swing back or want to read it if it's if it's if it's a good piece of hate mail you know you guys suck and go die ah that's entertaining to me, but you know, if if you could if you could give us a really well written thesis on why we suck so much, are you actually soliciting hate mail from? Our oh, listeners? I love hate mail. Oh, come on, hate mail is some of the best mail is most, some of the most fun. If if it's written well, if it's written well, put your you know if you're gonna hate us, put your brain into action on the hate, and. uh and I'll be sure to read those. I love that stuff, and it gives me something to write back to. And I'll uh, 
well, you know, I'll respond in kind. Okay. Well, I, 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 hope, I hope they address that stuff to you then, because like I said, I'm I'm thin skinned. I'm liable to like wind up in a corner, like curled up in the fetal and sucking. Oh, my don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> Never let them see his sweat. Oh man. <laughs> You're sweating now. <laughs> oh, I'm already sweating. All right, guys. Well. uh that about wraps us up for this time. I think that's right at the hour mark, so uh, hopefully we didn't yep. go too long for you. And, uh, again, thanks to everybody who wrote. Thanks to CGS, and uh, we'll talk keep, to you soon. Keep those cards and letters coming, folks. Yes. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.